On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks get a bounce back win against the streaking Memphis Grizzlies and snap their streak. Luka Doncic gets his 40th triple-double, but why is this team so inconsistent? They look terrible against the Knicks. They come out and beat the beat the pants right off the Grizzlies. We'll talk about that. Nick Gang said Lauren Gunn on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every single day and every post game, by the way. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can watch us right now. I'm here with Lauren Gunn from Mavs Moneyball. Lauren, what you got for me? Man, I got a I got a winning streak snap for you. That's what oh, I got yeah. for you. It's uh, oh, the yeah. vibes are immaculate. I oh. I I just don't really know what else there is to say. I think uh, Luca versus Jaw. You better they, have more to say. We got like thirty I, minutes. I, <laughs> yeah, that's I, I suppose that's a good point. But yeah, I love the uh, Luca versus Jaw kind of that debate and and how that ended tonight for us. But uh, yeah, it's a good it's a good. Not just getting that victory, but getting it on the road. It just it feels extra good. So it's true. I was waiting for the, the game to come down to a Luca leaning like like mm-hmm. like buzzer right. beater shot like it did last time. <laughs> Felt like this, these two teams were locked in. But let's just let's just for for a uh, good measure. Great vibes, no, just great vibes, like great vibes, great vibes. Yeah, great vibes, no sensational vibes. And like the vibes are immaculate. The vibes are back to immaculate. The Mavs get the win 112 to 85 against the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Winning streak snapped. Luca, 40th triple double of his career. Uh, a stat that was said by, you know, I think Mavs PR and then Kevin Gray told Luca after the game. The Dallas Mavericks in their entire history, the entire history, every player that has ever played. So, you know, that floor, that court with all the names written on it. All those mm-hmm. players combined, 80 triple doubles. Yep. Luca has 40 of them. That is just That's, insane. It It is so crazy when you put it. Because you hear 40 triple doubles and you're like, okay, Luca's great, you know, whatever. Yeah, right. But then when you think about it in the history with him being responsible for half of them is just, it's unreal. This dude is unreal. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's who he is, though. I mean, he can just do things that nobody else can do. So that some of the talk about Luca over this, this, this season, the discourse about Luca has been all over the place. The criticism, a lot of it has been... Um, valid, you know, him coming into the season out of shape, him coming into the season and, you know, not shooting the three ball. Well, he admits my three ball is terrible. Uh, him and KP have now said that exact statement. My threes right now are terrible. They've each said that thing after a post game this season, but he comes into the season and, but sometimes it doesn't matter for him. Sometimes he can just get going and start dealing. And the change that he made in the second half, I thought was absolutely great. And it's the reason why the Mavericks went on to win this game, I think, or went on to, at least went on to win it by 20. The Mavs' defense was one of the reasons why they won this game. But Luka in the first half, you start looking at some of his stats, uh, the turnovers were just all over the place. Luka had uh, five turnovers in the first half. Luka was 0-4 from three in the first half. It felt like he was forcing a bunch of shots. He was 4 of 12 from the field in the first half. And you start looking at him, you're like, man, what are you doing? What are you doing out there just chucking the ball around and just chucking shots all around? It just didn't feel like a real Luka game. And then you get to the second half. He's 8 of 10 from the field. The only two misses, both threes. 
everything from inside. And we're not just talking about layups the whole time, right? We're talking about the Dirk mid-range shot. We're talking about his his contested mid-range shot that he does. He just was absolutely dealing. Uh, and he ended up with, with 18 points in that second half. He was that change, I think, for him to just take it inside a little bit more. To just take advantage of the mid range, because if you're if you're if he's hitting, nobody can stop him from there. Yeah, I mean he really. I mean we've been talking for so long about how crafty he is when he attacks the rim, and even just in the mid range, even when they're difficult contested shots. But one thing that I have really liked seeing from him, and and it's really kind of when he starts to get in his groove, is when he attacks the rim, and he doesn't necessarily look to pass when he's going up like he just goes all the way through the motion either attacks the rim draws the mm. foul um and just stays with it there are i think there are a couple of times when when we're all watching and maybe he'll get in there and at the very last minute he'll make a pass like in what seems like it would be an extra pass or maybe some moments it's great but there are a couple of times where it's like okay we we really need you to to finish and i think tonight was a a good example of what can happen when he just stays aggressive and keeps his foot on the gas and, and just leads this team to, to where they want to go. Cause tonight was definitely a statement a statement win for the Mavs. That exact thing happened in the first half that one of the first plays of the game, when Luca drove into the paint and he had position there and he chucked the ball right behind his head to, to Maxi who was wide open, but just missed him on the pass. The pass mm-hmm. just didn't have the right touch on it, which how many of us, you know, <laughs> step yeah. forward. If you can throw a ball behind you and not looking at the guy and hit him straight, straight on while not being able to see him. But, uh, but it, that's exactly, it's exactly right. What you just said, it's, it's that little adjustment from him. Uh, and the Mavericks finished with 72 points in the paint. If we're just looking at the offense right now with Luca leading it, Luca and Brunson were just absolutely dealing in both the create your own shot game and the get the ball to some bigs. Dwight Powell, six of six from the floor. Uh, you know what all those field goals were <laughs> like they're all around the basket. They're all oops. Marquise, Chris, six of seven, all of those all around the basket, all oops, except for one, three, uh, and they scored 72 points in the paint. I bring that up because the Memphis Grizzlies are eighth in the NBA in uh, points in the paint allowed in the NBA. They only allow 44 points a game in the paint. And the Mavs scored 72 against them. They yeah. really just attacked them. inside, And they weren't missing guys. I mean, mm-hmm. they were missing Dylan Brooks, but they weren't missing Steven Adams, Jaron Jackson, Brandon Clark. Like, they weren't missing any of those guys. Yeah, with with Stephen Adams coming back, I was I was kind of wondering how that was going to go. It got what it got announced, I think, yesterday that we weren't going to have Porzingis, and so I was kind of like, okay, how's that going to translate? Is it going to be a big Marquise Chris game? I'm not sure. Uh, Memphis is on a hot stretch, so they gotta they gotta make sure that they come in with a good game plan. And yeah, they stayed aggressive. Jalen Brunson did. Jalen Brunson got in the paint, got some of those tough turnaround shots uh, over. God, it seemed like everybody on their team. Yeah. So yeah, they just, I felt like they did a good job mixing the inside, like the looks all over the floor. Um, it was nice to have Tim get in there and, and kind of continue to space the floor by knocking down some, some nice threes. So that definitely helped a lot, but yeah, I liked a lot of what I saw from tonight with the maps and it was nice that it happened on national television. You gotta love that. <laughs> it does. And if we can get into that just, just a little bit here, yeah. the talk over the last couple of weeks and especially this week has been, John Morant overtook Luca in the all-star voting mm-hmm. and he's now number two in the West among guards. And he's probably going to start ahead of Luca in the all-star game. And Isaac and I even resigned ourselves yesterday to say, yeah, he probably deserves to, to get there over Luca because of his team success, the way that he's playing and all of that. And if Luca was going to get if, if the best thing to happen to Luca for him <laughs> to make his case, to step back up, to get more of those votes was on a national TV game, uh, I guess on a Friday night, I guess maybe Friday night viewers are a little lower, but um, on a, you know, on a national stage where he just completely outperforms and outduels 
John Morant head to head, and his team who was was an underdog and was not supposed to win this game without yeah. Chris Porzingis, second best player. Um, he beats him, right? Like yeah. that's the that's the best way to start that case for him. And I would imagine that he gets a lot more votes over this next stretch. Also, shout out to our friend Jimmy who did the, the very clever on his All Things Mavs account. Did the very clever, like, yeah, you're right. John Morant needs to start over Luca, but he put the hashtag on Luca's name and not on Jaws. So anybody that retweeted that re- voted for Luca. <laughs> bravo, bravo. Yes. I, I appreciate the creativity with uh, voting for Luca on Twitter. <laughs> Absolutely. But do you think Josh should still start ahead of Luca or you think this is the start of the case to for that to swing back towards Luca? You know, it is it's so tough. And I think as of right now, unfortunately, I do think it still should go jaw. Like what Memphis is doing this year is unreal, especially yeah, for is. for some of the games when they just weren't at full strength. And granted, we haven't been at full strength either, but that just says more about what Memphis is doing. I mean, everybody's been going through some struggles. And so personally, I do think Josh should get the nod over Luca right now, but um, I don't know. I mean, this might be some Homer bias and I'm fully aware of that, but <laughs> I did say we several times in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh yeah. See, that's what, ha- that's what happens. But I still feel like Luca, what Luca can do versus what Jaw can do in terms of taking on teams head to head. I feel like that's a different level. So like come playoff time, there are still a lot of variables going on there. But if I were to say like, who is it more likely that jaw goes on some crazy performance and leads Memphis to the Western conference finals, like with a lucky path with this, with this, with this, or is it more likely that Luca puts, you know, a team on his back and, and carries them on some historic stretch. And I still would, would put my money on Luca. Yeah, like, let's be clear. We're talking about all-star starter, right? We're talking about sort of a, like a ceremonial spot for yes. uh, for Amran. We're not talking about who's a better player overall. Exactly. If anybody exactly. was having... And I think th- people go that way, you know? Like, they start to have, like, a bad, like that's what you're saying, is that Jaw gets the spot, so he's the better player, and that's just... I'm sure all those people have their names and faces on their on, on, their, their, Twitter. on their Twitter accounts, <laughs> and I'm sure that they're all above board, and they all have takes they have to back up yeah no if anybody was going that direction i mean that's just too far jaw's having an incredible season he's having a great year it's why awards like mvp can go to not the best player in the nba or all-star starter goes to not the best player at that position because he can have a better season it just happens right so you know john moran's having an incredible season can't take can't take a lot away from him right now right but mavs get this mavs get this win and you gotta say a lot of it's on the defense A lot of the credit, Luca gave credit to the defense afterwards. The Mavs had an 86.7 points per 100 possessions defensive rating in this game. Incredible. Incredible against this Memphis team. So coming up, let's get into that. Let's talk about the defense, what has been working, what kind of changes did we see in this game, how did the Mavs defend. Let's get into that with Lauren coming up. But before we do, let me quickly tell you about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to put down some money on sports. The NFL playoffs are this weekend. There's games coming up. My Cincinnati Bengals playing probably by the time you're listening to this. There's a five and a half point favorite now. They got the half point back. Good for them. Uh, if you want to bet on you want to bet on the NFL, you can go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code locked on. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. You can bet on NBA as well. They don't have the Mavericks game up as I'm recording this, but they do have Nuggets Lakers. Nuggets a four-point favorite against the Lakers. Who would have thought this Nuggets team missing all those players would be a favorite against that Lakers team? The Nets seven and a half point favorite against the Pelicans. That is I gotta look at the injury report on that one because there's no way that that is correct. That they're only a seven and a half point favorite. Who's everybody's gotta be out for the Nets, right? Uh it, they haven't haven't uh 
put in the injury report yet. So if they're all at full strength, go walk, run, don't walk to betonline.ag. You put in the promo code locked on and then put down some money on the nets because I'm pretty sure they're going to cover that seven and a half. But betonline, where the game starts. There we go. All right, Lauren, let's get into the rest of this game. The Mavericks defense really stood, stepped up in this one. They held the Grizzlies to 30 points in the second half. Um, five minutes of the la- of the fourth quarter were garbage time, so maybe you don't count that. So, uh, But 85 points overall. The Memphis really did seem like their legs just came out from under them. It didn't seem like they had the same kind of juice they had in the first quarter. I, I even tweeted at the beginning of the game. The energy levels from both of these teams seem so different. The Memphis was just bouncing off the walls. It was like they were going all out, and it looked like the Mavericks had just eaten like all the Memphis barbecue that there was, <laughs> and they were just so slow and plotting. And then it completely flipped, it felt like. It felt like the Mavericks just kind of tried to keep their own pace. The Mavericks play very slow. Memphis is top 10 in pace in the NBA this year, and it felt like that completely flipped. The Mavericks, like... The Mavericks basically put on their own pace. They made the they made Memphis play their game, especially in that second half. Yeah, you could feel like you were saying. You could really feel the change in just the flow of the game. I when the game I was watching it at my house with my family, and when the game first started, it was like it felt a little chaotic. And like you said, Memphis was bouncing off the walls. They were the ball movement, the energy. It was just it was different. And so to see Dallas be able to to take control of a game like that was encouraging and refreshing because there have been so many times when we have all talked about, oh, okay, well, the Mavs are adapting to play other people's games or they're trying to um, negate what other teams do well rather than making people adjust to them. And that tonight we got to see a lot of that. And there were so many possessions where I felt like the rim protection was, was pretty solid. And it wasn't as much like you have these crazy shot block plays that are happening but it was just the help defense the rotation and just the effort I thought was there and so that was really great to see I think a lot of credit there goes to Marquise Chris um and and definitely Maxie and Dwight as well just getting in there and and staying active so yeah this this team I felt did a pretty good job uh just trying to to really pick it up on that end and it will be interesting to see when we get Porzingis back what the rotation looks like and how that what that trend does. Does it stay kind of where things are at right now? Does it continue to improve? Does it go backwards? That right now is my biggest question. An interesting thing rotation-wise in this game, uh, Dwight Powell averages 20 minutes a game. He His minutes have been kind of going down since the beginning of the year. They, you know, kid and the staff are kind of over that experiment of playing him like 30, 40 minutes a game. But this game, he played 32 minutes, even when the last five minutes of the game were all garbage time and he didn't play. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a lot of minutes. That's a lot of time for Dwight Powell. Reggie Bullock played 20 minutes off the bench. So even with that five minutes at the end of the game that didn't really matter, um, that's less minutes than we're normal than we've normally seen Reggie Bullock recently. Marquise Chris played 15 minutes. Josh Green and Sterling Brown only played nine minutes for Josh Green, which some of it was at, you know, in the in the garbage time as well. And Sterling Brown only played six minutes. So those guys only got a shift each, and then Marquise Chris and Dwight Powell played more than they normally do. I found that interesting because Memphis plays a little bit bigger. They got Jaron Jackson. They have Steven Adams. They have Brandon Clark. They play all those guys, and I thought that change was actually a benefit defensively. Usually we say that that benefit, playing Dwight more than Reggie or Josh or Sterling, is usually bad defensively, but it turned out to be a good thing because you had at least somebody at the rim to deter. You had somebody a little bit bigger, Uh, and then the Mavericks, I thought, on their rotations were – they were pretty much on point, and the Grizzlies in the second half really, uh, they turned the ball over a lot. It felt like 
you know, at the beginning of the first half, the Mavs turned the ball over and they were really reckless and sloppy with the ball. And the second half, uh, the Grizzlies turned it over. It felt like a lot. And it felt like they were costly turnovers. Um, yeah, Mavericks only had nine points uh, off of turnovers in the second half, but it did not feel like that. It felt like they were all pretty big possessions. John Morant just missing the ball. Jalen Brunson in this game finished with five steals. He was leading the fast break a lot. And the Mavericks don't get a lot of fast break points. But they got 23 in this one, and the Grizzlies only got 11. That that change and that difference I thought was really big. Yeah, I felt like there were a lot of times where they put themselves in a good position to make plays and maximize on situations like that. Like I, So the, the rotation that you were talking about with Marquise Chris playing more minutes than he normally does – he was checking in super early all throughout the game, like after or go at the like halfway through the first quarter and then into mm-hmm. the second half, he was coming in really early. And I liked that because I I'm a big fan of Dwight and Maxi playing sharing the floor together. But when you're starting them together, that sometimes that can be a little tricky, especially when you're going up against Memphis and you also are including Dorian Finney Smith in there. Like sometimes there can just be questions with that. But I thought they did, like you mentioned, a really great job on the rotations and just being like the communication was good and then bringing in Marquise in there and inserting it into that, that group. Like he just, he didn't take it. There wasn't a step back. There wasn't a big uh, misstep. And so I, yeah, I, I really liked what I saw there. And, and in that second half, they definitely forced a lot of errors. It wasn't like, Oh, we just got lucky. You know, Jalen Brunson right place at the right time. Like five steals is not something to just gloss right over. So no, yeah, he was getting in there. They, so yeah, I thought they did a fantastic job and um, yeah, it was, you know, props to coach Sweeney for, for getting in there and getting that win. Cause that is not an easy thing to do in Memphis. Memphis has a strong home crowd. So yeah, not something to just to gloss over by any means. Memphis was without Dylan Brooks. I thought they missed his, his creation a little bit, his shot creation mm-hmm. just had job ja Morant and like Tyus Jones and Anthony Melton hadn't been haven't, they haven't really been getting it done a lot this year. Tyus Jones has had some good games recently, but those guys are not going to kill you on that end. Right. And uh, with with just John Morant as the ball creator, it felt like they really missed that as somebody um, when they were trying to do their ball movement stuff and swing the ball around. The Mavericks were ready for that. Their rotations were ready. Their defensive rotations were ready for that. Uh, and Reggie Bullock said something interesting after the game. He ta- he credited Sean Sweeney again, which I think I think Reggie just credits co- coaches a lot. We've heard yeah. him say that a couple times now in post games. He credits the coaching, but he credits the coaching to on the defensive end. Everybody like they all know what everybody's capable of and what everybody is good at. And so if guys can pick up somebody full court, they tell them to. If somebody can come up and trap and then recover really quickly, they they make those guys do that, mm-hmm. and they have everybody set up. It feels. Uh, at this point of the season, the Mavericks know what their personnel is on defense, and so they've been able to put them in the right places, and the coaching staff has done a good job doing that. Yeah, I feel like they're doing, like you said, like a better job at identifying who works best with who, and you can right. just tell like the camaraderie, even even in a time right now where the rotation is changing, who's available each night is changing on a night-to-night basis, but like the camaraderie is there. They're all standing up like all throughout the game. And it's just, I mean, if you look at Memphis, like their bench production tonight, I mean, Kyle Anderson was four for 10. Jarrett Culver in limited minutes was one for four. D'Anthony Melton, 0 for four. Tyus Jones, 0 for four. And so mm-hmm. having your bench unit come in and having guys like Tim Hardaway Jr. who went three of nine from three, which is eh, like, that's okay. But Normal. like Marquise, yeah. <laughs> Marquise, Chris, like good night. Reggie, solid night. So like those are the types of things where you can kind of try and, outmatch them especially when you know jaw is going to do jaw desmond bain's probably going to do desmond bain so yeah it's it's fine identifying those areas where your personnel can potentially come in and negate or potentially outperform uh the other team's bench and i thought they did a really good job at identifying those areas tonight 
Absolutely huge. All right, coming up, let's give the rest of, rest of our thoughts on this game. We'll empty the notebook, give you some game notes. Who else stood out to you? Who else was, uh, what other big moments happened in this game? There's some weird, crazy moments that happened in this game we have to talk about, so we'll get into that coming up. But before we do, let me quickly tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious, and I eat one all the time. Uh, Isaac is driving to Kentucky right now for whatever reason. I guess his family is there. <laughs> he's driving there, and I'm sure he's got some Built Bars as a snack. Coconut brownie chunk, absolutely great. They are delicious. I put one in my cart right now. I need to, I need to check out right now because I need some more coconut brownie chunk bars in my life. 150 calories. You got 15 grams of protein, only 7 grams of sugar in a, in a bar that tastes as good as lots of candy bars that I've had in my life. So go check it out, built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You get 15% off your entire order, and they always come up with new flavors. They're bringing some back. They have raspberry cheesecake right now, lemon dip cheesecake, ruby chocolate, all kinds of different flavors that they add all the time, along with the standard mint brownie is always solid. Raspberry is always great. Cherry barcia is good. Uh, people love the salted caramel a lot. Coconut almond, I heard from a listener, was a really, really good one. So go check it out. Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. All right, Lauren, let's get into the rest of this game. Anything else that, that stood out? We have to talk about the weirdest play of the game to me was... This play, this play in the second quarter, about seven minutes to go in the second quarter, where the Mavericks put up four threes and got three <laughs> offensive rebounds in the same possession and still didn't score. Tim Hardaway Jr. missed three plays in one trip down the court. Reggie Bullock, I think, got a bunch of those rebounds. Yeah. Reggie Bullock finished with, uh, what did he finish with? Oh, he did have 10 boards. They took one away from him. He finished with four offensive rebounds and nine total rebounds in this game and i think three or three or four of them were in that one possession it was wild and that was one of those where you could, could you could look back and say man the mavs just missed out on so many opportunities but they were able to capitalize and they overcame that moment i guess if you, if you want to say that yeah that moment was was a little rough and it's like it wasn't <laughs> like the people that were taking the shots were bad shooters or that they were even bad looks like i just was like how is this even what am i seeing right now it was just it was crazy like you said but one thing, and it, it's kind of a minor thing, but that really stood out to me that, and it's not necessarily a new thing, but the way Marquise Chris dunks the ball oh, and like yeah. the ferocity with how he grabs, whether it's an alley-oop or a pick it off a roll, whatever the case may be, he dunks the ball with such like ferocity. I just, you need that and like the momentum and the energy and the power that comes with it. And I just... I absolutely love it every time I see it. So yeah, that was probably one of my favorite things I saw tonight multiple give, times. I'll show you to give me another 10 day. God. That's right. It's, it's like he's mad at the rim, right? He's just like, I'm <laughs> right? just going to throw this down. And uh, yeah, I'll take this. I'll take the 60,000 or whatever I get for the 10 day, but give me that full, give me that full you know, right. year deal. Just his hand it to me. Who could blame him? Somebody's not with the team right now. We don't know why. So let's just give me that. Just give me that. Just spot, give me that is spot, yeah. is probably saying, but yeah, his uh, his intensity and his just like ability to to you know finish around the rim has been great. And then he hit a three in this game, which is the more he adds that to his game, the more he can show that ability. And I think the I think the players uh, respect him because it looked like he wasn't going to take that three, and then. I think like somebody looked at whoever passed in the ball, like looked at him like, no, like take it. Cause you're yeah. wide open. And he took the three, he hit it. If he can hit that, like he's a great bench big to have um, down the stretch. So hopefully the Mavericks do figure out how to do that. Sounds like they are trying to figure out Mark Stein came out with a report today that said that they are still trying to figure out how to keep Marquise Chris the rest of the season. Mm. He's been a great addition. He had 15.6 boards in this one. Other guys that stood out to me I mean, and Jalen Brunson, we talked about how Luca is, is crafty. Um, 
Jalen Brunson is the is the full the full box of macaroni and cheese, like Kraft macaroni <laughs> and cheese. Incredible. Uh, that's I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna coin that for for Brunson anytime he has a really good game. He's either like half a box, full box. He was full box in this one. Um, 15 points for him, nine assists, and the five steals we mentioned earlier. His playmaking ability. He stepped into that. He stepped into that role so much mm-hmm. this season. The role that we everybody kept asking somebody to fill, like somebody fill this void of being a secondary creator playmaker, and he has just completely stepped into it right now in a way that I don't think any of us expected. Because this was not something, you know, eight assists in the game, nine assists in the game. This is not something we expected or had seen from Brunson in his career, right? Like this year, he's averaging five and a half assists a game for his career before that. 3.2, 3.3, 3.5 assists per game. Uh, mm-hmm. And yes, the minutes have gone up for him. He's averaging 30 minutes a game this year. But I mean, his assist, let's go to his assist percentage if we want to go to, if we want to get even nerdier with these stats. Uh, 30% on his assist percentage. Uh, second year, it was at 27%. Last year, it was at 21%. His first year, his rookie year, was at 22%. Like, he has just taken the playmaking mandate from this team up to another level, and it's helped the Mavs in so many ways. Right. I mean, in in previous seasons, it was like, okay, if Luca's out for a game, we have confidence that Jalen Brunson can take that that minute or that role increase on a on a night to night basis, make that change and fill it successfully. But now it's like you, in my opinion, you should be the starter next to Luca because you've proven that you can work well off of him and still put up the numbers that we need you to on a night to night basis. And can we talk about the moment where he's on the fast break and he sets, he makes that like pass and like simultaneous screen for Dorian Finney. Yeah, his moving screen was great. Oh, it was, it was absolutely moving screen, but it, I mean, it was such a heads up play and it's such a difficult play to make on Jaron Jackson, who's flying Mm -hmm. down the court. So yeah, it was that play was probably illegal. Def, well, definitely illegal. It was on the like everybody it, was moving. It wasn't yeah, like uh, it wasn't he tried bad, to, but no, it could it, it could have been. Yeah, well, no one's ever gonna call that ever, right? Yes, but he, he got, yes. Like in the NFL, you'd call that like a pick play or something. Yeah, they would, something they would like call, that. Who'd call that back? But yes, but it was it was great. It was uh, it was a big play, and so it's like that's not the type of play that you're gonna get from from many guys. It takes a lot to to be able to make that read and execute it to to. The degree that he did so he just game after game he's continuing to earn this spot and show why again in my opinion i don't think he's going anywhere and so uh, i hope not too Man, i hope he, not he's uh and if he he's got a lot of value right now i think because he's just been showing so much stuff on the group. right reggie yep. bullock was a plus 31 in this game everybody else like all the starters were like plus 12 plus 18 um, some of the other bench guys marquise chris was plus nine but reggie bullock plus 31 off oh, the bench yep. is plus minus meaning when he was on the court, the, the Mavericks outscored the Grizzlies by 31. His defense matters. His rebounding in this game, I thought, was was good and, and mattered in a way. He hit two of his five threes. Yes, finally. Mm-hmm. Finally. And then we have to... I have to apologize that you felt that he should have played more. <laughs> I do think he should still... I do think he should still play more. Oh, but, my God. Uh, I, thought he had so, I thought he had some really solid minutes. He also rolled on a couple of pick and rolls in this game and mm-hmm. finished off of those rolls too, right? Like he was mm-hmm. one of, he was a uh, two of five from three, but he was four of eight from the field, meaning that he had a couple of shots inside. And those were, I think those were both on rolls. And mm-hmm. I found that really interesting, a really interesting wrinkle for the Mavs. Yeah. I feel like as time's going and I mean, this is what you would expect to happen, but he's just finding 
more of his role and just getting more confidence with where he fits with this team and where he can contribute. And there were lots of times when, and sometimes that does come on the defensive end and that's what he brings on a night to night basis, whether mm-hmm. the shots are falling or not. And so there were a lot of possessions where he, him and Dorian one maybe one of them would get switched on jaw or one of them would be on Desmond Bain and they would get a good stop. Or even if jaw or Desmond scored, it was still a strong defensive possession and you could just tell how engaged he was. And I believe correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he was also the one that got that like sneaky inbound play. And he had that like nice finish. And I felt like those are the Mm -hmm. types of, it might've been Tim that finished it, but I thought it was Tim that passed it to Reggie if I'm remembering correctly, but don't roast me on Twitter if I'm wrong Tim, about that. Tim passed. Is that what you just I thought? <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I, I see. I see what you did there. But um, but yeah, so I just feel like it's the moments like that where these guys are starting to get to know each other better and just making each other's lives easier. And so that's where Reggie is starting to kind of get his groove a little bit more uh, and just, I don't know, get more confidence out there where he's he's shooting more and hopefully will continue to knock them down at the rate that we need him to. I know I just kind of threw some shade at Tim, but okay, let's take away those three missed threes he made in a row, right? If you take those away, like that mm-hmm. possession just didn't even happen for him. He goes three of six from three, five of 11 from the field, uh, and scores 16 points with a couple assists and two rebounds. Like that's a really solid Tim game off the bench. Yeah, it's interesting how a streaky shooter like that, he misses three threes, and all of a sudden this looks like a really bad game from Tim when it could have just been like a solid one for him. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's with Tim, it's it's difficult because for me, like with him coming off the bench, if he's putting up the numbers, like he's not going to shoot like five of nine every night. It's not going to be a super efficient night every single night. That's just not how it goes when you come off the bench like that. And so if he's putting up the numbers, like as long as it's not to a point where it's like, okay, we, you know, this is you stop shooting, like pass the ball. Um, I personally, I'm okay with it, especially if you get your group back and Porzingis is starting, Tim's coming off the bench and well, that's a whole other conversation, but I think that there's a point where you could (laughs) potentially have Tim and Reggie coming off the bench and Jalen and Luca starting, and you're getting enough offensive, uh, you're getting things coming from, from different angles in the starting lineup and in the reserves. And I think that that could potentially be a path that work or a formula, I should say that works for Dallas maybe as the season goes on, but we'll see. Anything else that stood out to you from this game that you wanted to, to touch on? It seemed like we, we hit a lot of players. Yeah, I think we did hit a lot. I mean, just props to Dwight Powell, props to Dorian Finney-Smith. I thought everybody did great as far as just doing their job tonight. It was really just as simple as that. So, yeah, props to, to the group, really. Dorian's the heart and soul of this team, I think. Absolutely. I think he's really stepped into that role. I I know there's been some trade stuff and trade talks <laughs> about him recently. I, I can't imagine the Mavs trading him just because – your your soul would leave this team. And I know a lot of fans are thinking that as well. Like this guy, just the way talk about Marquise Chris dunks. Dorian had a couple of dunks in this oh, game no that kidding. really yeah. stood out. And he only went one of five from three, but still uh scored 13 points, had a couple of you know good assists and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, played some good defense. Yeah. We talked about Christoph Porzingis. He is um could be cleared. By the time you're listening to this, he could be out of health and safety protocols. This was the seventh game in a row he's missed, question mark. It could be eighth, but uh, he's missed a bunch of games now. He's missed definitely two weeks in health and safety protocols. So Porzingis could be back in time for the Orlando Magic game. We'll have another um, Lockdown Maps post-game pod. You can go follow Lauren at the Lauren Gun on Twitter. So glad you changed the, the Twitter name. It's, 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 it's looking good. <laughs> you, can also, easier, huh? you can also read her on Maps Moneyball. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom!